Boss fights are intense, climactic experiences that put your skills as a player to the test. But not all boss fights are created equal. Some just slap so hard and create such an incredible experience that it's just unforgettable and you carry it with you for years to come. And that's exactly what we talk about today in episode number 24 of the Potion Poppers podcast. Let's get it. What is up, everybody? Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, welcome to the Potion Poppers podcast. And uh, I am Chris, and then I'm here with my my buddy, looking fresh and clean, Mr. McWilliam. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got a haircut, man. It's gone. I did. Yeah. (laughs) It's gone. It was stolen. (laughs) <laughs> Some, someone came in the middle of the night and just cut off your pony. They saw someone you on the street it more and they said, than me. this can't stand. <laughs> this man's getting married soon. Yes, sir. So, that's, yeah, so yeah. that's why it was done, huh? I've been wanting to cut it for a while. It's uh, I've mostly kept it long because my fiance likes my hair long. Um, but it's the longest I've ever had it. Uh, mm. I, I basically shaved my head when the Quest 2 came out because I didn't want to bother getting my hair in the way with my with the headset. And right, I have right. not cut it since. Um, and that was like almost three years ago. And originally I didn't want to cut it out, cut it until the Quest 3 came out. Because I thought it'd be like so good. Just like cut my hair when Quest 2 comes out and then not cut it till the new one comes out. Which that one comes out in September. So I'm a couple months early. But uh, almost three years since I've cut it. It, it was getting pretty long. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to donate it. So um, yeah. I, Very I, nice. I, I kept you know, they, it. I just need to find a place to to send it off to. Uh, I I was honestly surprised when I found out that you had been growing <laughs> your hair out. You did not. You never struck me as the uh, long hair kind of guy. Because I always, always like, was talking yeah. about your faux hawk and all that stuff like back in the day. And it's like yeah. So that, when Chris and I first met, we were uh, business partners, so to speak. So you know, being in in business, meeting with clients, customers, employees, stuff like that, I, I went for more of the professional look. But I've always had long hair. In high school, I had it down to my shoulders, and uh, I was a goth kid in high school. Did you know that? You probably no, know that. I didn't know. That. <laughs> yeah, I had hair down to my shoulders. I had the big baggy trip pants with the chains. Wore all black. Had this giant trench coat I wore everywhere um yeah th- those were the days dude um, but, i could see it though i could yeah, definitely see i've it. got pictures if you want to see it <laughs> uh it was funny. great nobody ever messed with me because i'm six foot five you know you don't you don't mess with a six foot five goth kid <laughs> oh geez that is so uh, funny man my but, things change i've got a funny story you might appreciate <clears throat> i don't remember if i've told you this one but i've always wanted long hair since i was a kid i think mostly because of the green ranger from power rangers because <laughs> he had long mm. hair and i thought he was the coolest thing in the world i'm also pretty sure that's why my favorite color is green because i just tommy. like the green ranger so much yeah tommy yeah um so anyways i always wanted long hair and then um my dad didn't like me having long mm. hair so uh one time in middle school we got an argument about it that i needed a haircut and i was trying to fight it like no i don't want to get a haircut so he he decides to compromise right so he's like okay mm. we'll just trim the sides a little bit you know and then we'll leave the rest of it in touch and i was like all right fine you can trim the sides a little bit so what he did was got a razor and zip completely shaved off the sides completely uh so i was very upset about that you know especially being in middle school where you're like so self-conscious about what everyone thinks of you um and also probably just a month or two before that i tried to bleach my hair 
because that was in you know everyone had like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the bleach tips and everything like that so that's what everyone's doing like oh i want to do that too well having asian genetics um asian hair doesn't bleach very well so it mm. turned out very orange uh, so yeah. for the entirety of that year i was known in school as the golden mullet <laughs> and i hated it uh but i didn't cut it because i was so dedicated to having long hair that i was like this hair is too short already that's like i'm not going to cut it even shorter now um so yeah, yeah. I, it was it was not a good time i got teased a lot <laughs> that is so funny the golden mullet yep. yeah and i was on Sounds the uh, like an awesome like uh <laughs> like freaking hick lawnmower racer name <laughs> william the golden mullet oh, oh my so, gosh that so i was so on the basketball funny. team and then whenever i was like up for the free throw one teammate in particular um he whenever i was like at the free throw line he was like come on will you got this it's all in the hair it's all in it's the all hair, in the hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't take too well for that like in hindsight i think he was hilarious. just like i don't think he meant to offend me i think he was just playing around but i yeah. i took offense to it i i didn't oh. like it <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. That kid sounds like the kind of guy I would have hung out with. Yeah. It's all in the hair. Like, I know. Oh, man. But yeah, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh, man. Ah, uh, so you developed some thick skin. So uh, I guess you wouldn't be what I consider myself. As I'm getting older, I realize I'm kind of a wuss. I've, I've become a bit of a wuss. Maybe, I don't know if it's a wuss so much as uh, uh, I value comfort. Uh, cause okay. like we're supposed hard, to be going man. camping. Yeah. We're supposed to be going camping in two weeks. Um, and I'm like, like, I don't want to go unless we buy a pop-up tent, like one of those trailers that have actual <laughs> beds, you know? Cause like, I don't, I'm not a glamper. I don't need to have like a TV and, and uh, all that stuff or even a shower. Like if you're camping, then it's camping. But when I'm sleeping, I want to be in a freaking bed. I don't want to be laying on the hard ground or on a cot. I cannot sleep on an inflated mattress. I cannot sleep on a cot. I've tried them both. And yeah, it just sucks. So um, this this weekend, today, we're supposed to be going. My, well, my parents and I are, are buying a camper together. So nice. we're supposed to be going and looking at some, some campers. Uh, but really, I just want to get a pop-up trailer. You know, one of those things that folds mm -hmm. up. It's got a... You know, two beds and a toilet. That, that That's all I care about when I camp is if I have somewhere to sleep and somewhere to poop. And if I got that, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like I can, nice. I'm cool. If I, if, I, if I feel like I'm too dirty, I can always get a rag wet and wipe myself down or whatever, you know, um, or wash my hair um, because usually they've got like water in those campers, right? And that's fine. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Are you a camper? Do you like camping? <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that thinks nature is better with a soundtrack. And uh, one, of the, one day I realized, hmm, this is kind of counterintuitive. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really enjoying nature, am I? I'm enjoying technology in nature. In nature, <laughs> yeah. Very uh, true. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's good to get out. I wouldn't say that I'm like huge into it, but I like, I like going on a hike here and there, get some fresh mm -hmm. air, get some exercise. So I haven't been actual camping in a long time. Um but um yeah i would say i enjoy it as a concept but i don't do it much 
<laughs> in theory, it's great. <laughs> oh, sounds fun. Also, sounds it's like a, a lot of work. It, I'll stay home. Yeah, it's great in my brain. Not, yeah. Not, not when I actually do it. No, uh, I, you, I love camping. I love actually getting in the mountains and, and actually, you know, being out there. But like I said, I just need a bed, bed in a bathroom. And I'm, that's that's all I want. Did you ever like camp in the backyard as a child? Yeah, I did that a couple times. It was fun. Yeah, was I love having sleepovers. Yeah, camp outside. Yeah, <laughs> we had yeah. a trampoline, too. So a couple times we got our sleeping bags and just slept on the trampoline. Exactly. That's You've exactly that? what I was going to say. Over oh, at my friend's house. We would just yeah. sleep on his trampoline whenever we did sleep. And it's funny, though, because like, you know, it's bouncy and like it depresses where you go in. So when you wake up, you're all in a pile in the middle because overnight you just slowly <laughs> gravitate to the center. <laughs> Pretty much. Did I ever tell you the sleepover story with the bottle rockets? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. OK, so when my friends and I did campouts, we did really stupid stuff. So, oh my, oh, I can't believe we did this. Anyways, anyways, okay. So this, and the reason it, I thought of this is because it was a trampoline at this specific friend's house. Name, his name was Brady. Uh, when we slept over at his house, we would all sleep on the trampoline in his backyard. So one night, but the thing is, when you're out on the trampoline, the, the parents are inside, you know, sleeping and stuff. They don't know what you're doing when it's nighttime. You can easily sneak around. So we were up at like 1 a.m. And we were walking around just randomly in the neighborhood. And um, my buddy had some bottle rockets. So we thought it would be a good idea to go to the main drag where there's the most traffic. And it's the middle of the night, right? So it's not as busy. Um and we started shooting bottle rockets across the street, laying them <laughs> on the ground. And it was a blind corner. So um, if you imagine, you know, like a cross intersection, right, with the, with the residential road coming up to the main road. OK, so we're on the residential road and then there's a bunch of trees and buildings um, blocking our view of the road on both sides. So we can't see what's coming. All we can see is across the street <laughs> and. So we're laying bottle rockets down and facing them. So they shoot across the street and we light, we light the bottle rocket and we, you know, run away just in case something happens. And just as it's about to shoot, it goes and it just stops. Like it doesn't actually launch we're like what? And then at that moment, a police car oh. drives by. It would have, if it actually went off, there is a good chance that it would have shot the police car. Not gone in oh, front of wow. it. it. It was like perfectly timed because like, you know, it goes off and goes, and then bottle rockets are fast, right? So, okay. It may not have hit the police car, but it would have been a perfect, like the timing was perfect where if it was at the right height, it would have hit the police car. Um, it was crazy and so we were like oh crap <laughs> you know they're like uh -huh. okay well we're done and we went back we went back to his house but that i can just probably... imagine like somebody like jumping in front of it like a secret service agent trying to block the bottle rocket <laughs> so it doesn't hit the cop <laughs> no but it was crazy like the craziest timing right yeah and thank heaven that it didn't launch because i would we would have been in big trouble <laughs> big trouble um, yeah. and knowing my luck, I probably would have been the one that got caught. We would have scattered and then I would have been the one that the cop grabbed. And, well, it, it, they would have got us all. They would, they would have got us all because they get one person like, go, where do you live? And then they would have gone to the sleepover and then they would have just caught the rest yeah. of us because we'd all be back at Brady's house. Um, but yeah, man, that was, that was crazy, crazy lucky.
One time I did something similar. We got one of those uh, water balloon slingshots where you have mm. two people hold the ends and then a third person puts the, the water balloon in the slingshot and then they pull it back and launch it. And yeah, we yeah. were launching it over a freeway overpass. <laughs> oh, nice. So you, but yeah. you were just shooting water bottles. Or water balloons, water, yeah. Water balloons, not so, water bottles. We, we were trying to, we figured like, oh yeah, if we get it across the freeway, like there's no problem, right? So uh, I don't think we hit any cars. I think we actually got most of them over the freeway, but there were a couple that landed oh. in the road, but luckily it didn't hit any cars. <laughs> yeah, no, because that, and that's scary too, because um, even if the balloon itself doesn't hurt anyone, the shock of yeah. the car getting hit by the balloon may have someone like, freak out and panic yeah. and swerve it was very something. irresponsible yeah. <laughs> oh we yeah kids not have do done the that. stupidest things they don't know kids <laughs> yeah. are dumb kids are really really yeah. really dumb <laughs> yeah you know? and then luckily some of them grow out of that <laughs> some of them <laughs> some some of them yeah some uh, of them I, I would say most most people grow out of that uh some people are just really dumb and they'd never change yeah that's but true it is what it is um, but anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and move into our first segment before we get there. Actually, I've got a little bit of, uh, housekeeping to do just a reminder, mm. um, keep your eyes open for our YouTube videos. Um, I actually have the first couple, uh, ready to roll. So we're going to get those posted. Um, we are now doing minor potions. So before this episode, yeah. you should have seen the first minor potion that we're putting up. Um, just me ranting about Diablo. And I haven't recorded it yet. I was going to record today, and this is going to go live. I mean, the minor potion is going to go live before this one. But because um, my my rant is about Diablo 4, and then they came out with a patch, and I was like, okay, I want to see what the patch set is doing before I do my rant. And then the patch was like, oh my gosh, this gives me so much more to rant about. And then mm. they're like, oh, we're having a fireside emergency chat um after the new season launches i'm like okay so the new season is going to come out i'm going to try the new season see what they say in their fireside chat and then i'm going to do my rant so <laughs> the fireside chat was literally yesterday um and it'd be so I funny I if you just played the rant. new season yet so i gotta do that i gotta play the new season and then do uh my updated rant uh because based on what i know it hasn't really it's fixed some things but it's made a lot of things worse. So mm. I'll go into that though with the minor potion. And it'd be super you, funny if you did your rant and the next day they fixed all of that. You're like, well, dang it. This isn't relevant anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> or no, you can take credit. Either. You're like, that was because of me. Like I put out this rant and they fixed everything the next day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the power. <laughs> the power of the influencer. But um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, there should have been a minor potion that came out before it. So you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyways, there's that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, you can always email us at potionpoppers at gmail.com. If you have topics that you'd like us to cover, you can also email us there. Um, uh, also, we're starting to do a little more other stuff beyond that, so the YouTube, and then we do have a TikTok if you want to find us at Potion Poppers uh, Podcast. I think it's Potion Poppers Podcast. I Well, look up Potion Poppers and you'll probably find <laughs> us. And if not, then Potion Poppers Podcast. But... Anyways, uh, starting to do some more on that front. And we're just stepping it up, man. Just stepping up, doing let's a go. little bit more. So um, anyways, that is that. But let's get into our first segment of the day, which we like to call What's Poppin' Playa? So, Mr. McWilliam, what's poppin'? What have you been playing? What's poppin'? So, okay, so I've got a friend in Japan. Um, and 
so he, he used to live in Oregon, so that's how we know each other. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, and he recently just got a computer, but it's just like a very basic computer that can't really do much or play any game. Right. <laughs> right. So I was looking at things on remote play to figure out like, hey, what can we play together? Um, and I saw that Divinity has remote play. So I decided to to invite him to that. And he is absolutely loving it because he's a big Baldur's Gate fan too. So nice. he won't oh shut up. Oh my gosh. Like... <laughs> Baldur's Gate, dude. Yeah. Have you seen anything with Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah, it looks good. Um, dude, I, I plan on playing so it once good. I beat Divinity. <laughs> but Because uh, you know it's made by the same people who made Divinity. Um, Makes sense. So like it pretty much looks more or less the same, probably some like upgrades and stuff. But like I refuse to play it until I beat Divinity because I'm like, I basically have this exact same game. There's no point in spending <laughs> money on a new game if I don't beat this one first. So yeah, it is uh, very similar, but it's so funny because uh there's like a bunch of drama among like developers or like hey this is not the new standard this is not going to be normal like it's it's like they're treating it as if their painters and michelangelo just came out with a new masterpiece and they're like you're not good like this isn't going to be normal <laughs> for the gaming industry don't expect us to create the same quality product as the as what's coming out uh because it's it's so huge it's so mm -hmm. deep it's so complex uh, there's yeah. more recorded uh, vocals and cutscenes in this game than in all three Mass Effects combined. Um, I believe it. The original three. And that was a fully voiced everything. Like, so this is a huge game. Um, and it is, uh, people are already saying it's going to be uh, like the game of the decade. But we'll see if that actually happens. But it's crazy. Like, I'm not surprised at all because Divinity 2 is a huge game in itself. You know, like yeah. I've, my main campaign with Jimmy, I feel like we played a lot and we're only on like um, like chapter two of like four acts or something like that. Maybe five. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. So like we're not even close to halfway through the game, um, which I love. I like a good game that you can really get into. Right. Um, so it's kind of been funny how I've been playing with uh, Jeremiah because his computer is not good enough to uh, play it. So we've been doing remote play. So for the first session, we just played single player divinity and just like took turns mm. <laughs> using remote play. Um, but then I was like, oh, but I miss the freedom to be able to walk around and do my own thing. So I took out my old laptop and uh, apparently divinity doesn't have like certain games on steam. Don't launch steam if you launch it directly. So that allows me to play the same game on steam on two computers at the same time. Uh, and then I did a direct connect, uh, not through steam because I can only have steam on one computer at a time. So, Basically, I'm launching one of the games without Steam, right? And then I do a direct connect uh, with them. Um, and then I remote play one of the computers over to Jeremiah. So Interesting. So <laughs> Jeremiah is playing it by himself on your computer, and you are playing for yourself with him on a separate computer. Yeah, it's super so funny. So he's remote so. playing your computer, and then you're playing exactly. on another one. That's interesting. That's cool. And... Uh, so my uh i put the other computer behind me on my bed so like i'm looking over here but i can like peek behind me to see what jeremiah is doing see right right <laughs> when it's his turn and stuff like that so it's been super fun it's been a creative way of doing it but he's he's really enjoying it but it's so hard because he lives in japan the time differences are so hard for us to play mm. pretty much the only time that we're both available to play is 5 a.m my time <laughs> which is 9 p.m his time so I it's have not, to wake up early convenient. and he has to stay up late in order for us to mm. play. Uh, so, and unfortunately we only get like a couple hour sessions at a time because of that. But, right. um, but he's, he's really liking it too. So 
Are you getting um, burned out on Divinity? Because you're playing by no. yourself. You're playing with Jeremiah. You're playing with Jimmy. And then we have a game going. You've got right. four Divinity games. Well, Speaking I'm doing which, that. I was wanting to do that. Like this Sunday, I was like, we should just do a long, like, yeah. extended gaming session for Divinity. I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm available tomorrow. Yeah, we should. It should be good. It should be fine. But I'm, I'm not, the reason I have so many games going is the opposite. I'm not burnt out. I'm obsessed with it, but I can only play with you <laughs> on the you weekends. Go. And Jimmy's kind of, I think Jimmy's getting burnt out of it. I, so we can try to get him to join us tomorrow, but I think he might be getting burned out. We'll Ooh. see. Um, so it might just be me and you. I have hmm? another game that we could play if Jimmy's burnt out on Divinity and it's cheap. Have you seen Remnant, uh, Remnant 2 come out? Mm, no, I don't know it. It is really cool, but I before I buy that one, it's like brand new. It just came out. Uh, it's forty bucks. Um, but the old one, Remnant One, is another game that looks incredible. I just bought it. It was seven dollars on Steam or nice. through G two A or E N E B A or Kingwin or one of those sites I used. It was it was like seven bucks, and it's it's built around co op. It's most it's meant to be a co op game. But look at some videos of it, because if he's like, I'm just done with Divinity, this is like an over-the-shoulder uh, shooter game um, that's very fast-paced. It, it, it's hard to describe, but it's 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 freaking awesome. So just look it up, well, and if if Jimmy's like, I just don't want to do Divinity anymore, then um, let me play without look at that game, that's and then book. we can... We can play with, and then we'll have another game going where it's just you and me. No, I think we can continue the same game. We'll just take over his just control. Just do it without, character. do it without him. There you because go. Because I've played Fort Joy so many times at this point. I'm like, I'm ready to get moving on. But like, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But most of my games are multiplayer, so like, I can't progress further until mm. somebody's available to play with me. Dude, but I but get like this Remnant with games. Would be awesome. Remnant would be so good, and I really, I want to have a couple guys to to play with. So. Um, I was going to play a little bit of that today, um, but it looks incredible and it's got good reviews. So I, I think you guys would like it, but yeah, look, we can let check me it know. Out. And then we could be, uh, we could follow up, um, on that next week when we record again. But, um, so, yeah, anything else you're playing? So another thing I wanted to point out though, like, uh, there's a bit of a learning curve, right? It, Jeremiah is so funny. So the first, one of the first battles that we did, right? Um, the first thing he does is he attacks what he thinks is the enemy. Turns out to be Fane, who is on our team, which is the other person that he's he's playing. He's like, oh, shoot. So we're both controlling two characters. So then when it was Fane's turn, you know what he did to make up for that? He attacked He him. used a healing potion, which oh, hurts undead no. characters. And then Fane died. I'm like, good job. You oh, killed Fane no. in two turns. The first two turns of he's the like, battle. It's a healing potion. It's like, yeah, they're undead. But that's not, so that's I'm like, not... all right, all right. A bit of a lurking yeah. curve here. This is okay. Yeah. But I thought that was hilarious. That is so um, funny. And then later in the second uh, battle, he killed Fane again by using restoration on him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> we should so have funny. picked an undead character. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, he's getting the hang of it now. He's, uh, he's uh, playing a cleric, um, which is uh, he's getting really good with the cleric, actually. Uh, and then he's also playing a witch, which is a combination of scoundrel and necromancer, which is really interesting. It's a strange combination, but it seems to yeah. be working for him. That is that sound that does sound I, interesting. I, on his game, I'm playing a juggernaut, um, hmm. which isn't like a, it's not re a real game preset, but like you know, people in the community make their own builds and they call it stuff. So the juggernaut is all about disabling your opponents. 
Um, so it has polymorph, which has Medusa head, which can petrify everybody in the radius. And then it also has some warrior attacks that can like knock people down. And then it also picks up earthquake from Geomancer to knock everybody down. So basically every turn you're like knocking people down, petrifying them. Um, so it's been a pretty fun build. I've been enjoying it. That is cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Divinity is a great game, man. Um, it's not the kind of game I, I play by myself, but it's a lot of fun playing with you guys. So yeah, good. Um, cool. Well, I've been playing. Um, going back to a previous podcast when we talked about AI combining things, and I uh-huh. mentioned that there was a, a Pokemon app or whatever that would combine different characters, and I think I sent you the link to it. Right. Well, apparently that's actually a game. It's called Pokemon what? Infinite Fusion, and I've been playing awesome. a lot of that. It's got, in the game, there is something called a DNA splicer. So when you catch two different Pokemon, you use the DNA splicer, and it combines them into a different Pokemon. One of two versions of the combination, too. So every combination of Pokemon has two possible possible outcomes, and it is so, so freaking cool, man. Um, Because it it kind of brings back that that uh, like as a kid with Pokemon, you're like, oh, the evolution, what's it going to look like when it when you were new to it? Right. But now it kind of brings back that excitement of, oh, I wonder what what does it look like when you combine these two Pokemon, like how you wanted to do that as a kid with Bill's PC. Right. Right. At Bill's house or whatever is like, yeah, now you actually can combine himself with the Pokemon. How is that? Like, it feels like it's kind of setting up that mechanic and then it just doesn't doesn't do anything with it. Right. It's dumb. Every, I, I read so much stuff or heard so many rumors about that. Like, oh, the way you unlock the Pokemon Fusion tool at Bill's house is you walk up and down this certain area of the water outside his house or whatever. Like, there's just And then you use the item finder five times. And, and then there's, yeah, it's just stupid stuff like that. And then you but, fly to Vermilion City. But the thing is, like, stuff like that actually did exist in, in those old games, you know? Yeah. Like little glitches missing, no. or, like, hidden hidden things you'd unlock with weird tricks uh so it was I, I think that was the but... thing because like yeah the main thing was the the missing no glitch so just because that one was true it was so easy to believe all these other far-fetched things oh yeah and like like the uh like the konami code up up down light up 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 down down left is right it... left right a b start left right left right a b a b start yeah is it up up down down left right left right i don't know <laughs> I think it is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A B. Let us know start. in the comments. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but uh, but that kind of stuff existed in games. It, there were hidden secrets and things like that that the developers put in the game that they just didn't talk about that mm-hmm. people would figure out and, and unlock. I guarantee there are things that people. I never tried found so many of those still in games. Like yeah, I heard some of one them actually worked. I heard one I that if you catch a Magikarp with an old rod, and then you nickname it Mew. It'll turn into a Mew, but only on the original Japanese green version. So I went out of my way to obtain a Japanese green version just to be disappointed that this doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Actually, speaking of which, okay, so the thing is, like, when you're playing Pokemon Infinite Fusion, like, there's the discovery and stuff like that, um, but it also combines types, right? So, um I'm one character hmm. I'm really excited about is I I bought the Magikarp from that guy who sells it for 500 bucks. I'm like totally worth it. I don't have mm-hmm. a rod yet, like totally worth it to get a Magikarp. And then I caught an Onix at Mount Moon because that's Ooh. where I'm at. And I combined the Onix and, and the Onyx Magikarp. Gyarados. 
But because this is a fan-made game, it's basically fi- it's red and blue, right? It's red and blue, uh, or I think it's actually gold and silver, because it's got the mm-hmm. red and blue. It's it's like gold and it's silver. Both. It's a big map, right? I think I think that's correct. But anyways, so because um, it has all of the Pokemon in there, you're not locked like oh, Bulbasaur is only available at the start. Like all of these Pokemon from I believe nice. the first two generations, uh, two or three are available, and they all have fusions. Anyways, moving on. The point is. Um, you get to Mount Moon, and I, I get an Onyx. I combine the two, and Onyx has like the curly Magikarp mustache thing going on. And I, I, I cheated a little bit because I wanted to find out which version was the most powerful one of the evolutions. But freaking, if you get the chance to look this up, anyone who's listening, look up the Pokemon Infinite Fusion website and like it's got a little calculator. Look up the Steelix Gyarados, Gyarados combination. That thing is freaking sick, so sick. So I'm really Dude. excited because I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a steel. Um, what is it? It's a it's a it's a. I think it's a water rock type or or a steel dragon. I don't remember what the typing cool. is, but anyways. But, do they do they combine the names too? Like is Magic Carp Onyx like Magnix? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is, the sprites awesome. are handmade. Um, nice. So it's not that's an cool. AI. They're actually made by the community. Um, and that's where that's I was cool. telling you, like the Magneton and the Beedra looks freaking awesome when you. I don't even know what that would look two. like. <laughs> no, it's 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 a Magneton. Um, but you think about a Magnemite, how it's got the little magnets on the edges, like yeah. it's a circle with the magnets As on stingers? the sides. They're stingers instead, and it's yellow. <laughs> oh my god! And um, it, it, it's it, terrifying. It's, really it's like a throwing cool. star. I would just really like pick cool. it up and throw it at people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it, it reintroduced like the. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> ah, more noises anyways it reentered but it rekindled that like possibility you know the imagination right. that i had when i was a kid it was like oh look at these evolutions and That's the so thing cool. is if you combine something that has three evolutions with another thing that has three evolutions if they evolve at different levels then you have six evolutions because oh for example like if you have a caterpie and a weedle and you combine them well Let's say let's say Bulbasaur and Caterpie. You have you put Bulbasaur and Caterpie together. That's one, right? When Caterpie uh-huh. evolves, then it's Bulbasaur and Metapod. And then when Metapod wow. evolves, then it's Bulbasaur and uh, they put whatever. so much but work into that. That's staggered. so cool. Yeah, but and that's the cool thing is in, th- in that situation, it's like Bulbasaur is combined with all of them because you know Caterpie evolves. Tw- you know, there's three evolutions yeah. before Bulbasaur even evolves once. But if they're staggered you get to see all the variations so of cool. them. So there's six evolutions. Because every time one evolves, it changes the evolution of the combination, right? And they all look different. So there's so much more to it. It's so fun. If you're a Pokemon fan, I highly, highly so, so you're, recommend you're downloading mag- Your Magnix can evolve. So you evolve that a Gyarados. Now it'll be a Gyarados Onix. And then you evolve Steelix. So your, your Magikarp Onix can turn into the Steelix Gyarados eventually. Yep. So there's so th- cool. it, now, it now has, uh, what is that? There's the first one, Magikarp, Onyx, and then there's the Gyarados Onyx, and then there's the Steelix Onyx. So it now has three evolution stages, technically. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's I'll have really to check cool. this out. It's so fun. I've been playing that a ton, along with Vampire Survivors. Mm. I have never played Vampire Survivors before I own it, and I've been, I watched a video of Asmongold uh, playing it. I was like, yeah, I, need, I just need to give this a shot. It's, it's raved about. Everyone has nothing but great things to say about it. I, just, I played it. And it's awesome. I'm I just imagine the uh, Survivor mm-hmm. game show, but with vampires. 
Well, it's like the, uh, <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know what it is, you're like a, a vampire type character. Not necessarily a vampire, but you're like a priest or like Isaac from um, Castlevania. Like the guy, you got the guy with the whip. There's like six or seven or eight different characters that you can unlock. I'm not super far into it, but there's a bunch of different kinds of characters you can unlock. They've got special weapons um, that you upgrade and level up. And it's unlimited waves. It just keeps coming and coming and coming, all the bad guys. And you wander around this map and you pick up experience. Every time you level up, you can either choose a new weapon or item to add to your character um, or level up one you already have. And as you level up, um, they get more powerful. They shoot more projectiles or have larger area of effect or whatever. And you can actually combine certain items with each other once they're fully leveled up to create like an uber item that is like super powerful and stuff like that. But the point is just survive. And that's why it's called vampire survivors. And so you've got ah. bats and zombies and skeletons and stuff that just come in waves and it's a very simple game, but it is incredibly fun, incredibly addicting. And if you play this, I highly recommend using a controller instead of a keyboard because with a controller, you can control, you can actually walk kind of slow if you need to, which you definitely need to. Um, and it's a lot easier to dodge and shoot little gaps between em enemies because with a keyboard, you've only got what six directions or eight directions, right? You've got diagonal mm, right. and then sideways, up, down, and all that stuff. Okay, but yeah, use a controller. It's so fun. Um, you can just play one-handed. All, all you need is a joystick. But it's, I, I'm hooked. I played like six hours last night. Let me see. Yeah, I was up till 2 a.m. <laughs> playing oh, Vampire wow. Survivors. And I started, I started at like, I think I started at like eight. So yeah, I played, I played six hours last night. <laughs> I've done got, that a few times. Addicted. It's like, where and did I, I the was, day go? Yeah, and I started. I started by playing on my on my ally. So, mm. um, great game. And then I moved to my PC. Uh, so good, so good. So that's what I was popping. Um, and we'd love to hear about from you what you're popping. So feel free to to write in. Let us know what you're playing. And uh, who knows? Maybe at some point we will start featuring people on that. So, anyways, let's move into our discussion. Oh, All right, goodness, William. Let's goodness, discuss. William. Um, so today's topic of discussion is most memorable boss fights that we've experienced. Now, the guideline for this is it's not the best boss fights. It's the ones that we remember the best. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify, we're talking about video impact. games, not at the workplace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, when you said that, I just immediately thought of like a, like a freaking wrestling rink, like getting into the ring and fighting your boss. <laughs> this guy in a suit. Yeah, um, like right there's all those like YouTuber like cage matches that are trending, right? So that, that's the next thing. It's like fight your boss cage match. That could be a sweet indie game. It could call it boss fight. And that'd be awesome. Round fighting and a and like wrestling. Uh, it's like it's a two on one like uh, boxing simulator and like job simulator. So you have to like go to work first, do your job, and then like later exactly. down the line you, you get in the boxing ring. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool! And each each uh, <clears throat> each stage is more like it could be like a beat-em-up right where uh, -huh. uh each stage is like a different place of work like when you start out like you make your character and maybe you're in like a mcdonald's kind of outfit like a you know fast food restaurant and your the level is like the fast food joint <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. going into the kitchen and then you fight the, uh the restaurant manager and then you get promoted after you beat the 
after you beat the boss, you you get a new job and it's a little bit better than the yeah. previous job. And you make a salary. You get paid like you have your salary and you make that money at the end of every re- at the end of every level and that yeah. way you buy upgrades and stuff like that. That'd be fun. I think that'd, yeah, be, that'd be cool. I'm just thinking SNES SNES style um SNES yeah. style beat 'em up or maybe a round fighter or like punch out or something. <laughs> not, not round fighter. I was thinking you know wrestling. That'd be so yeah. funny. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, Anyways. Anyway, so yeah, boss fights. Uh it's the memorable most memorable. We're not saying these are the best. We're just saying these are the ones that had the most impact on us or are most memorable to us. So Mr. McWilliams, start us off. What's the first one on your most memorable boss fights? Well, let's see here. Um I think my most memorable ones are the bosses that I fought because I don't always finish games. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Well, it doesn't have to be the end boss either. <clears throat> a lot of games have tons of boss fights in them. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I got quite a few bosses. I was just making a joke. Um, mm. I, I'm actually a bit of a completionist. Like, I, I, I like buy a game and I won't play another game until I complete it entirely. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's just the way I am. I have to complete it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, the first one I thought of was Sonic Two. Ooh. Okay. Which boss? S- so um I, I put a couple down. The first one, the like literally the very first thing I thought about was just the bad guy from the first level second zone mm-hmm. where he's got that little tank where he has that little like drill coming out you and you have to jump oh, on him. Yeah. And I think it's memorable for me because you back in the day you couldn't save the game, right? So I think I just played that boss the most because it is the first boss. So it's like super iconic and super memorable to me, even though it's not not really a big boss. Um, but then also the the end boss at the end of Song Two is a big big one for me too. Because again, since you didn't couldn't save, like you only ever reached them once you've been able to play the game for hours and hours on end in one session because you can't save the game. So once you get to the final boss, it's a, such a big deal. And when I was in grade school, I wasn't good enough to beat it. So I could always beat the Mecha Sonic, which I thought was super cool fighting a mechanical Sonic, you know? Like, I don't know. That was just like the coolest thing in the world. Um, but then once you beat him, you chase Dr. Robotnik and he jumps up in that giant robot and he's got spikes for arms and he can jump in the air and slam on the ground. And for the life of me, I just could not beat it because like, I, I guess I wasn't very good at timing yet in that point in my life. I haven't played rhythm games yet. So like when he's walking back and forth, you have to hit him. Like when he's in the neutral stance because the spikes aren't out, you know, but right. when he like moves his arm, his spikes forward now. So if you try to hit his belly, it stabs you. So um, I don't think I beat the final boss for years. Like I, I went back and played the game when I was a little bit older, probably in high school. And then all of a sudden I could just magically beat it. Um, but uh, but that whole game was just so much part of my childhood. Yeah. And that's interesting because that's one of the first things that I thought of was they're all like childhood like bosses you know yeah. i do have a few newer bosses <clears throat> but a lot of them are just childhood bosses you know sonic was awesome see i didn't play a lot of sonic as a kid so i don't remember like the tank I was guy all and stuff about like it that. <laughs> you know the the only boss i remember from sonic is probably the you know green zone stage one i don't even know if it was green zone stage one but yeah, the Eggman, you just jump on him is just you know whatever that one was where you fight Dr. Robotnik like really, really early on and you just bounce on him and that's all you do. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the first one I was I talking about. The, the <clears throat> Sonic 2 first boss with his little drill at the front of his car. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but in Sonic 1, stage 1, is oh. it 
is it just because I don't remember Sonic two between Sonic one. I remember Sonic one, Green Hill Zone, stage one. Really, that's the one that's I remember the best. Gotcha. I didn't play Sonic uh, one as one? much, so I, I don't oh, know okay. what that one is. Hmm. I was mostly about Sonic two, Sonic three, and Knuckles. Those were my three. Yeah, Sonic's a good one. I mean, I did, I actually didn't even think about Sonic. Um, oh, I did. <clears throat> but my Sonic most memorable fight is Sonic Adventure Two for the mm. Dreamcast. The fight against uh, against um, Shadow when you're running That's along cool. the road, like the music and like I would that 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 to me that fight was freaking amazing um, as a. 12, 13 year old kid, right? Like it was awesome. I loved that because I loved Shadow and I loved the speed of the game and I, the music was just killer. If there's, you can criticize a lot of things about Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, but th you cannot criticize that music because it is S tier mm -hmm. freaking banging best. It is some of the, right next to Mega Man X, it is the best game soundtrack. Of all time. Like, it is so good. So good. Anyways, but that's what I think about when I think about Sonic bosses. It's funny. Is I, it's, a, it's Shadow, and then it's Chaos. Um, you know, the green, like the, the clear uh, bad guy from Sonic Adventure. Um, mm. But so good. So good. Okay, anyways. Um, so when I think of Sonic, that's what I think of. Um, I'll just use that one <laughs> as, <laughs> as mine because it was relevant. But yeah. Um, Fair enough. I like Sonic Adventure. Yep, Shadow Shadow Boss Fight was the best. So that was one of probably my favorite out of the, the Sonic series. The next one on my list is hilarious. I love this so much. This is one of those risks that a game developer takes that sounds ridiculous and out there. And I feel like most studios would shut it down. So just the fact that this made it into the game is just hilarious, and it's so cool. I am talking about the Matrix game Path of Neo. Have you played that one? Path of Neo. The only Matrix... I remember playing a Matrix game. I don't remember if it was called Path of Neo. Is there more than one Matrix game? Yes. Because I remember running off the walls and it being mm -hmm. kind of janky and then flipping sideways. And yeah, like that was so cool. Guns, like bullet time. I love that. Yeah. So there's two of them. There's uh, Enter the Matrix, uh, which is a prequel to the movies, actually, um, where you play as Niobe and Ghost, who have minor roles in the movies. Um, and then the second one is Path of Neo. So I think they both have the same engine, the same kind of moves and stuff. But right. one of them you play as Neo, one of them you don't. So you can basically figure I think out which I game. Path of Neo. Did you? Okay. That's did you beat one. it? I was Neo. I think I did. Um, because I remember getting to the very end, but I don't remember the boss at all. Oh, so maybe you don't? I didn't. Okay. 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 Maybe I so, didn't. <laughs> so you're you you fight Agent Smith, right? There's like you remember the end of the movie. There's like a, a million Agent Smiths, mm. and then you're fighting each other or whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Do you do the punch combos on him? Boom! Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I love that game so much. I would love to see a remake of that. Uh, but anyways, so you do the the that fight with them, and then after you beat that phase, um, you see the two chairs from the construct. You know that Morpheus sits in. So there's two chairs, and then these two like two like. <laughs> 8-bit like graph square graphic pixelate graphics walk on screen and sit in the chairs and then they're like hi we're the wiskowski brothers or rather we are the digital pr pr projection of our mental selves <laughs> which nice. first of all i thought that was hilarious was like your mental projection of yourself is an 8-bit character that is hilarious nice um <laughs> so then they start talking be like so anyways at this point of the movie um neo does the whole martyr thing 
So that might work in a movie, but for a video game, the Jesus thing just isn't that cool. <laughs> so we thought, what if we change the ending? Because if you're anything like us, you're ready for 15 minutes of palm sweaty button smashing action. So we proposed, what if all the Agent Smiths came together and combined to make one giant mega smith? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you must have beaten it. Then. I didn't beat it. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, you got to go back and play it now. It's, oh. It was hilarious. So uh, this is one example of why you got to beat games. Don't quit them halfway through. You don't know what you're missing. So oh. then it goes to the cutscene, And the graphics actually, were, the 3D graphics were pretty good for that era of gaming. Like not for the game. The game was pretty crappy graphics but the right. the cutscenes were pretty good so then there's this cutscene of all these like agent smiths climbing on each other and they make this giant like 50 foot like agent smith and uh oh, at one oh, point geez. the kowski brothers were like uh get ready for a hulk versus Col um, galactus battle <laughs> um uh. so you're just playing regular size neo and you're just finding this giant mega smith it's the funniest thing in the world <laughs> are you I, looking uh... up pictures of it <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, if yeah, you just search because, Megasmith, I think you'll find it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like he's like buildings and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. He's got like scaffolding around him to make like a metal face. And then he grabs the there's a billboard with like fake sunglasses, advertising sunglasses. So he grabs that and puts that on. It is the funniest oh, thing. Jeez, that so, is so cool. See, which I, I remember this game. Oh, and when you fight him in the subway. Yeah, I remember this game, but I don't, I obviously <laughs> never beat it. I never, must have never beat it because I do not remember that. I, but I swear I remember fighting all the Agent Smiths at the end where you're just fighting all of them. But I don't remember the boss. I wonder if it's a secret ending or maybe you had to have like certain qualifications. I'm not sure. Or maybe you beat that other part and then you're like, oh, that's probably it. And then you turned off the game. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been any number of reasons. Uh, who knows? But I do remember fighting all the Agent Smiths at the end. But you yeah, can understand why that's... Everything. He's got the... Yeah. yeah. You can understand no, why I, that's I, a memorable boss fight for Oh, him. yeah. I get that's uh. definitely... For those that played it, uh, that would uh, be a very memorable boss fight. Dude, that is I've, super cool. I do have a side question for you. I guess it's a little bit yeah. off topic, but um this is one of those kind of bosses, though, where like it's all about pattern recognition. You know, you got like mm -hmm. dodge 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 wait for the opening attack and then they do like an animated attack where he flies in and punches them and like i wanted to get your opinion of what you thought of those because like a lot of games have those like scripted bosses but they feel so bad like you're just like waiting to do something like dodge wait 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 dodge and i i find it's very hard to make a big boss like that feel organic are you, you talking about that? just pattern recognition boss or is it a quick time event um i hate quick time events like nine out of ten times i've mm. i've had certain things where i actually liked the quick time event is usually when it's really fast paced a lot of crap happening right um, but um nine times out of ten i hate quick time but normal pattern recognition doesn't really bother me even like i find it's like coming with boring. a big swipe and then another big swipe because, like, even uh, the, the uh, final boss in Hogwarts Legacy was like that. You're fighting a big dragon. And I found it so boring just waiting for him to attack me and then dodge, dodge, because I can't attack him yet. Dodge, dodge. Okay, attack now. And, like, whereas the rest of that game is very, like, action-based, you know, and, and reflex-based. Mm -hmm. So I don't like those games <clears throat> where, like, they, they feel like they're more about pattern rec recognition rather than the actual 
fighting mechanics of the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, I mean, there's because a lot of games are that way. Like most Metroidvanias are are that way. The boss fights are all projection. Well, a lot of games are like that: projection and pattern recognition. But the bosses don't always follow the same. I think you're thinking about something that's like w overly scripted, right? Yeah, like it feels bulky. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel organic or free. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because if you think about something like Hollow Knight, like games like that, the bosses mm -hmm. have scripted patterns of how they attack, right? And it's about recognizing those patterns over time after dying over and over and over again. You're like, okay, he's going to do this. Okay, after he does that, he usually goes over here. If he goes in this corner, then this is the move that they usually use. So it's figuring, it's like a puzzle, right? Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. Like there are some, like some of those older games would have specific <clears throat> bosses that were like, like you're saying, it was slow and you were just waiting. Like you couldn't do mm -hmm. anything about it. Exactly. Or you couldn't do anything until they finished their pattern. Um, no, I, so I get you. I get you. Uh, it, it, I never really noticed it. Um, it, it doesn't bother me. I guess this is the short version of that. I think I'm such a, a fast paced gamer that I think it probably bugs me more because I don't like the slow pacedness of those kind of fights, especially when the rest of the game is not like that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, what's your no, next one? Okay. Um, so the next one I have on my lift, my lift, my list is a, is a bit of a throwback, as you might expect, but Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. Oh, that's a YouTuber. It, well, she's, <laughs> she, was a, she was a Metal Gear Solid Whoa. character oh. first. I had no but, idea. Uh, Freaking, <laughs> I loved, I don't know, because the thing about Sniper Wolf is you encounter her twice, right? The first time she shoots Meryl in the leg, and then she blasts her in the stomach, and it's just like, oh no, like she's trying to bait you out by you know shooting wounding Meryl so she's just laying in the middle of the ground dying and you're hiding behind cover you know so she's trying to get you to come out of cover so she can kill you but mm. uh anyways for the first in interaction like you're like dang she's she's a pain in the butt and then the second time you fight her um like you kill her and then you kind of feel bad about killing her. <laughs> like after at the <laughs> end, like there's this whole emotional roller coaster um, where she kind of tells her story and stuff like that. And then Otacon, uh, is one of your like handlers, um, talks about he apparently was in love with her and all this stuff and blah blah blah. Um, but so it's this whole emotional thing. It's like oh, I hate her. And then it's like oh, actually, I I can sympathize with her. It's one of those things turning the villain into uh -huh. uh, a relatable character um but yeah no the sniper wolf uh was definitely one of the most memorable boss fights uh, i remember doing as a kid i loved metal gear solid doesn't hold up uh <laughs> but but it's still that emotional roller coaster memorable. though yeah that's cool i mean that and psycho mantis that's another metal gear solid uh boss fight that's super memorable but not quite to the same extent as sniper wolf uh, so iconic. Love that one. Awesome. Yeah, something I'm sure you know, but I didn't know this because I've never actually beaten the games. Like my experience with Metal Gear Solid is playing the the demo on the free disc that came with the PlayStation, um, which I love that. I played that a ton. Just that first little section. Yeah. And then you go up the elevator and the cinematic plays with the music. And, and you can smoke cigarettes like, you know, grade school <laughs> me thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, I can just crawl in his vent, light up a cigarette. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> but, and I played a little bit of the GameCube version too, but I don't think I finished that one. Uh, I just remember a bridge. 
But um, so when I was doing some research on this, like I was just looking up like memorable bosses and stuff to kind of help me brainstorm of, of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know that there was a liquid snake. <laughs> so there's oh, a solid yeah. snake and Metal a liquid solid. snake. So Metal I thought solid, that was really uh, funny. Was that Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2? I think it was Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I, you know, it's been so long since I played Metal Gear Solid, but yeah. Liquid but I thought that was so funny. Like, I didn't realize, like, you were literally calling him Solid, and then there's a liquid version. Um, yep. So now I'm just waiting for a sequel no, to come out to introduce Vapor sure. Snake. Vapor Snake. <laughs> solid, <laughs> liquid, and gas. <laughs> that sounds cool, though, actually. Like, Vapor Snake is like, ooh. That sounds cool. Edgy. That's no, going to be my new, like, thing. online alias. Vapor snake. <laughs> vape, vape snake. Um, they right, he, did, he doesn't smoke cigarettes. Vape. He vapes, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, his little vapor. That'd be so funny. That's so funny. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Oh, uh, Go ahead. What's what's your next one, bro? I've got um, a bunch, actually. Yeah, so this next one defined, like, RPG bosses for me for, like, an entire generation. Like, I feel like this is the epitome of like a final RPG kind of boss, but uh, it's Zophar from Lunar Two Eternal Blue. No you ever idea play Lunar? who that is or what that <laughs> game is. Never heard of it. So either. Lunar is a really cool game. Um, my friend Josh actually introduced it to me. He played the original Lunar on, I think, the NES. I think it's an old game, maybe a Super Nintendo. I don't remember. Um, but I didn't have an NES at the time, so I picked up Lunar Two which they just remastered for the PlayStation. Um, wait, 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 wait. Lunar or Lunar? Yeah, Lunar. L-U-N-A-R. Lunar. I think that's lunar. 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 It's spelled with an A. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sitting here. What the Lunar? Lunar. Lunar Is he trying to say Lunar? Lunar. Yeah, I guess it is Lunar. I know Lunar is a word, but like I always thought of it as Lunar for some reason. Lunar. 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 You know, it's one of those pronunciation things, like freaking Megamind, <laughs> Metrocity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Metrocity. It's pronounced yeah, that's a good Metro one. City. Uh, oh my gosh! Or it's been getting so kind of windy in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what melancholy? Uh, anyways, continue with your lunar. Yeah, uh, game. <laughs> I, I think I say that because like lunar. Reality. Lunar sounds weird. Like, I feel like I'm saying L-O-O-N-E-R. Lunar. Lunar. It just feels, like, weird. <laughs> no, it's L-U-N-A-R is lunar. It's lunar eclipse. Yeah. You know, I just double-checked myself on the spelling. But it's definitely I mean, lunar. I know that, but, like, I don't know. You, you know, know you can it call it lunar. 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 I'm just saying it that way to differentiate the game from the moon. How about that? Uh, lunar 2, Eternal Blue complete. Um, it. so it's a classic RPG. Um, it, uh, so I just looked up some YouTube videos of it to kind of refresh my memory and, uh, dude, just watching the videos were so nostalgic to me, like all the sound effects and the attacks and the voice acting, I'm like, oh, this is so, it holds a special place in my heart. I love that game so much. Um, but like looking back at it, I'm like, this looks like it was made with RPG maker. Like that's the kind of look and yeah. feel of it. It's not made by RPG maker. I double checked, but that was kind of the, the era of RPGs, you know? Um, but yeah, it's fully voice acted and I don't know, it's got a pretty typical RPG plot. You find like this alien girl or something that has powers and she's like learning the world and you got a little flying cat thing, uh, that follows you around too. Um, <laughs> that's, you, they always have to have an animal sidekick, you know? Um, but dude, like I had the like deluxe version of that game that came with, uh, Lucia. She is, 
uh, Lucia is the um, is the alien girl. She's kind of like the main girl of that. Um, and she has this like special pendant and then the deluxe version came with that pendant. So I love that pendant. I thought it was so cool. Um, and also came with a karaoke DVD so I could play like all the songs from the game and some of them had lyrics. So I, I actually like learned the entire lyrics of one of the songs and I would do karaoke with it. Um, <laughs> I, funny. I fully enjoyed that game. Um, and after I beat it, I later went back and played, uh, Lunar Silver, St- Silver Star Story, which is the first one. So I played the mm-hmm. second one first. But the, the first one got remade for the Game Boy Advance. So I was like, ooh, I have that. I can actually finally go back and play the first one now. So um, anyways, different cast of characters. Um, it's one of the things where the sequel takes place, like, I don't know, years later. Uh, and you follow a different cast. But anyways, the final boss is Zophar. And um, so I'm fighting him. And his first form is like this big, like, I don't know. He's just like a regular tall person with some weird gross coming out of him. So then you fight him. He's really hard. I barely beat him. I'm like, yes, I beat him. And then he comes out with the second form. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm almost dead. There's another form. <laughs> this and is then my final form. <laughs> right. So second again, form. This is my final, final form. Yeah. So the second form was this, like <laughs> giant. Like he was so big, like it takes off half the screen. Um, and you're these tiny little sprites, you know, and he has four arms. And you have to ke- kill each one of his arms separately. Um, so, and each of his arms is like a different attack. So it's kind of like you're fighting four people at once, you know. So I barely beat him in the first phase. So the second phase, I didn't stand a chance. So I died. And then I went back and I grinded for like what probably felt like hours in the the dungeon. Um, mm-hmm, so I trained mm-hmm. a bunch, leveled up a bunch of times so I could try to take him on. So then, but then I have to do the whole thing again, right? So I fight the first form and then after you beat that, he turns into his second form. So after a lot of blood, sweat and tears and really grinding at it, I finally beat his second form. I'm like, yes, I beat him. And yes, you guessed it. There was a third <laughs> form. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was totally joking. I was not serious. Oh my uh, gosh. Oh my so the gosh, third form I called it. Freaking a- <laughs> called the shot, man. Just call me uh, Babe Ruth. I mean, you can understand, oh, though, dang. why, like, this this uh, kind of... Like, this, to me, this is... Now, this is, like, the epitome of an RPG villain. Like, you cannot have one form. Like, it's got to be, like, a several oh, form really hard thing. So his last form was this, like, floating skull thing. And I don't remember that form as much, so I don't remember if it was easy or not. But I think I probably had to go back and grind again because, you know, I wasn't strong enough to do whole three forms of boss without oh. healing and resting. You know what I mean? Um, so, but yeah, that was that was such a classic game. I, I, I love the Lunar games. It has a special place in my heart. <laughs> oh, frick, man. That is so funny. Lunar. <laughs> I guarantee, like, someone's going to listen to this and they're going to know the game you're talking about. And they're going to be screaming at you during that first part. It's Lunar. It's Lunar. <laughs> well, I don't know. I probably mispronounced Lucia, too. It might be Lucia. I don't know. I don't know. Like, weird words like that. It's just like, yeah, everyone. Can and the main character's name like is Hero. Tifa? Like, I was called H- her Tifa. Final Fantasy Tifa. VII. Yeah. I was called her Tifa. T I F A. You know? Like, no, it's Tifa. I'm like, oh. Because English is dumb. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the main character's name is Hero, H-I-R-O. So if I really want to make him mad, I can His mispronounce that too. Hyro. Hyro. <laughs> yeah. Hyro and Lucia. Hello, my name is Hero. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lunar. Lunar 2, man. You got it. We'll just Lunar. stick with that. Um, it's 
Let me just go well, tease you about that. Engli- English is, is hard. You, you said that, right? So. English is stupid. <laughs> it's such a stupid yeah. language. Yeah, I'm oh learning Japanese, gosh. and Japanese, like, so much of it just makes sense. Like, I learn things, I'm like, oh, yeah. that that makes sense. That's easy. Why doesn't English do this? <laughs> you mean the character always makes the same sound? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's novel. That's a novel idea. In English, we've got... And I feel like their make, grammar like, makes more sense, too. In different situations. And it's they ridiculous. cut out inefficiencies as well. Like you don't use pronouns in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just filler words. You know, you can usually figure out from context of who you're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. See, I don't know Japanese, so I don't know. I do. Ooh, I've got a new one. I got a new one. And Ooh, it's anyone, new. Okay. If you ask anyone who's played Elden Ring, what their, the, their, the first boss that comes to mind is going to be including sub bosses like we're not talking major bosses but world bosses all bosses it's the freaking tree sentinel because the very first thing you do in elden ring after you go through and you kill the you know get killed by the first little boss is not even really a boss anyways <laughs> after you die at the beginning you walk out of the the main the church area or you're walking towards the church right so you come up the elevator you head out you talk to this guy and there is a uh there's a knight with a huge long halberd in gold armor on a horse and it freaking destroys you like it's the kind of boss that unless you're like really good at the game like you will not be able to kill it for like hours into the game and it's right at the exit of the very huh. first area so you walk out and you're like oh this must be the first like boss like, <laughs> it seems pretty difficult so i'll level up you level up a little bit you come back and he j- just destroys you because he's way overpowered like for for that first little area <laughs> so they're but using think, him as a gatekeeper huh so you don't go that direction yeah, it, it, he's setting the tone he's like by oh. the way you're gonna die a lot. And <laughs> That's cruel. you, yeah, like there will be bad guys that you are not ready for. So expect to die. Um, I like it when games do that, though. Like I hate it when yeah. there's too much hand holding, you know? Like if it's open world, you should be able to run into people that are too strong. And then you learn the hard way, like, nope, don't go that way. But then it gives you something to shoot for, too. Like I need to get better so I can go that mm-hmm. way eventually. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely sets the tone because the very first boss you come up to, he kills you. And then you wake up. And you go up the stairs and you go out the elevator and then there's another boss and he kills you. <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, there's there's magic and stuff like this and it's open world and it seems like it might be soft, softer because it's not as dark of a tone as Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Um, it's not as horror based. It's more fantasy than them. Um, but because that was my initial like when I was looking at Elden Ring and like before it came out and stuff I'm like, oh, this seems like it might be a little toned down, a little more for casuals, a little more fantasy based, you know, more fantasy adventure. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's still, nope. This is still it's Dark Souls, bro. This is still, you are, you have died. You are dead. You know? Or what yeah, say that's where that yeah, meme you comes died. from. You, you died. died. Yeah. That, it's like, congratulations. Uh, this, is, <laughs> th- this is what you need to be ready for. But uh, I think in Elden Ring, that is the most iconic boss for me, most memorable one. Is because it's that tone setting. Oh, cool! Come back. No, he's you're you're dead. <laughs> you died. Um. So yeah, but I love Elden Ring. Elden Ring has a ton of great bosses. 
Um, but for me, that's the most memorable one out of all of them, at least. Um, but I'm actually, okay. Um, I'm going to take a right turn from Elden Ring and throw it to one that everyone knows because everyone has pretty much played this game. Brock, Pokemon Red. <laughs> the very first gym leader. Iconic. Like when you think about gym leaders or Pokemon bosses, like he's probably one of the first two or three that you think of because he's the very first gym leader of the very first game and you're fighting. It's like, oh, Geodude, you know, it's like Onyx. You're like, what? WTF, <laughs> you know, this giant snake thing. Um, your first experience, you're like, how does this? Because you've just been fighting bugs. <laughs> you've been fighting oh, yeah. bugs and rats, and then all of a sudden, you're fighting this giant Especially rock snake. if you started as Charmander, that is a difficult fight. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, like, it's super every- easy, because Bulbasaur and Squirtle are both super effective against rocks, you know? Oh, yeah, so it's but like everyone chooses Charmander. Everyone yeah, he's the best. knows, like, when you first w- play the game, you're like, oh, it's a turtle. You're like, oh, it's this, like, little leafy dinosaur-looking thing. I'm like, oh, a dragon! Fire dragon, yeah. Everyone, like 90% of people started with the fire dragon. And then they got to Brock and they got destroyed. Um, And I thought I was special (laughs) for picking the the fire lizard. (laughs) How disappointing. Right? (laughs) Because as Charmander, I mean, you just destroy everything once you have Ember. Yeah. And uh, I've always been a bit of a pyromaniac. Like, of course I want to play with fire. Like, that's not even a question. (laughs) A dragon with a fire If I picked Bulbasaur, it'd only be to set him on fire. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so anyways, but, um, you know, taking a, a completely different turn from Elden Ring is, yeah, to Pokemon, Brock, iconic, like, he's mm. the the boss that everyone knows. So. I have a special place for Giovanni. I think that's so yeah. cool how he's like the team of Head Rocket, and he's like that, they, they set it up at the beginning of like, oh, here's this secret gym, the gym leader's away, and you're like, oh, I wonder why, and you run into Giovanni a few times, and then you're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, he's the gym leader! <laughs> I know, but the thing is, most people don't get to that point, or I guess a lot of people didn't <laughs> get true. to that point, right? Um, like, if we talk about favorites, I liked Lieutenant Surge. Like, he was my favorite yeah, he's cool. gym leader. I love Raichu. Um, he's so cool. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a fan-made Pokemon game that actually has Gorochu. Oh, nice. As the third evolution. Um, so yeah, they, I told you about they, him. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. That's cool. Anyway, For those of uh, you that don't know, Gorochu is the evolution of Raichu that was cut from the first game. So it was a mm-hmm. concept that they never used. So he's a legit Nintendo-created evolution uh, for Pikachu. Yep. Pikachu to Raichu to Gorochu. I also Gorochu. think Koga is really interesting just because he's a gym leader in the first game. And in the second game, he's part of the Elite Four. So I yeah. thought that was really cool to see like the promotion status of, you know, gym leaders like, oh, we got it promoted. Yeah. Good job, Koga. <laughs> I'm proud of right. you. <laughs> um, I actually I got some uh, I was getting my cl- when I was drying my clothes, it was getting really staticky. So um, I got these little like hedgehogs, rubber hedgehogs that you're supposed to put in the dryer and it's supposed to help like send the static off. So your clothes aren't super staticky. And I named them Koga and Giovanni. <laughs> 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 very nice. True story. <laughs> very nice. Koga and Giovanni. Very nice. All right. What's next on what's next on your list? Uh my next one is Arkham Knight. So Which for those of you that haven't played uh Arkham Knight, um spoiler warning. I highly recommend you play the Arkham game. So turn this off if you don't want spoilers. It's so much fun on a blind playthrough. But spoilers, at the end of Arkham Asylum, Joker dies. And then, so everyone thought Joker wasn't going to be in Arkham Asylum. 
Um, so when you're playing through, though, maybe about halfway through the game, maybe a quarter, I'm not sure, Joker pops up. And you're like, what the heck? Like, I thought you were dead. And like this big thing. And they did such a good job keeping it under wraps because nobody even knew that Mark Hamill had gone in to record voice lines, you know? Um, so you're like, what the heck? How is Joker back? We saw him die. We cremated him at the beginning of this game. Well, what it was is it's um, Scarecrow's fear toxin. So he's a hallucin hallucination. Batman's infected by this fear toxin. Not to mention in the second game, um, Joker was diseased and he did a blood transfusion with Batman. So Batman has Joker's blood and Joker did that because he's like, ha, now you're diseased. So now you need to find a cure or we're both going to die, you know? Um, so anyway, so between the, the fear toxin and having Joker's blood in his system, he started like becoming the Joker, um, here and there in little areas. So the last bit of the game, um, I, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but Batman like passes out or something. And then you wake up as the Joker and you go around and you start killing everybody. Like you kill Jim Gordon, um, which ends up being like a, uh, a hallucination. So like Jim Gordon's fine, but you, you killed Jim Gordon, you killed the penguin, you kill all these people, you get like a machine gun and you're going around and killing everybody. Um, and, um, but then, uh, so the last boss of Arkham Asylum isn't a physical fight. It is a mental fight between Batman's mentality versus Joker's mentality who's trying to take over. Interesting. It is really cool. So you're playing as the Joker and then you see Batman like come towards him and he looks extra scary. Like you try to punch Batman as a Joker and he just turns into a bunch of bats and then he's <laughs> appears over here and then he smacks you. And then after he smacks the Joker, it refocuses. And now you're playing Batman again. So now you're fighting the Joker. But again, this is all like symbolic. It's in his mind. It's about right. Batman fighting joker in his brain and they're doing like psychological things in their head you know joker's talking about like oh i've won you're scared of this and that blah 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 you're afraid of not being in control and batman's like you're afraid of being forgotten and he locks them away in the cell to i guess symbolize him locking away <laughs> that into a section of his brain that he can't come out uh, and then you wake up as batman it is, it is so cool it's such a psychological trip interesting that's arkham knight yes arkham knight there you go yeah man yeah, because I was remembering, like, I never, I don't, I don't think I beat Arkham Knight, but um, Arkham City, yeah, I remember, I remember fighting Joker, but that's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I think cool it's really twist. well done. I think it's a great twist on, on a boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it pulls on your heartstrings so much, too, because when you're the Joker, you think you're actually killing these people. Like, oh, shoot, I just killed all these people. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. Because it, it gives, Yeah. I think a great boss fight is like going back to Sniper Wolf. It's something that creates a little bit of an emotional yeah. connection with it. You know, not just a difficult fight or a fun fight, but something that uh, hits you in the feels. That's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, oh, okay. I, I'll, I'll do this one. Now, this, Will isn't going to be able to hear this, but it, when you think about memorable video games, man, you cannot, if you can identify a boss fight just by the sound then you know it's a banger. It is absolutely iconic. So I'm going to start. And hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to hear it. So let's do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't like, hear your audio. So can you just oh, sing it for me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Megalovania. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Dance, my guy. Oh, I love that song. Oh, 
Oh, dude, I haven't even I haven't even played this boss fight. I haven't even played this game more than 10 minutes. But that music is so iconic. So freaking iconic that even if you've never played against Sans, even if you've never done the boss fight, you know that boss fight just from that music. It is yep. a banger of a soundtrack or song. I don't know about the rest of the soundtrack for the game. That song is amazing. And uh, it's a very well-known, very popular game that everyone, uh, that a lot of people love. Um, but yeah, man, the boss fight with Sans is absolutely iconic, very memorable, and the music is just killer. But I've watched the boss fight a number of times. I've just never played it myself because uh, I have no desire to play it. That's awesome. But I've yeah, played man, a version of Sans. it. You played what? I've played a version of it. Mm. Um, so, the, uh, Megalovania is actually on DDR now. Oh, nice. Which I think is super cool. So it is cool, but that's not the one I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about not in the groove or not ITG. So I've talked about before, but if you don't know about this, it's basically a fan made spinoff game. Um, there's in the groove and then there's not in the groove, not in the groove specifies, uh, specializes in doing really weird visuals. Like the arrows will dance around, go backwards, spin, things like that. Um, so somebody made a Megalovania chart for Not in the Groove and the arrows and stuff are moving around just like the battles in oh, Undertale. Yeah, so yeah. like you have that little heart, you have to move around, you have to dodge. So the arrows are like doing that. Like, um, and there's like bones coming in and out and then the arrows are like, dodging like the areas like they're the heart and it is the the coolest looking thing i'll have to send oh, you a video of it it's cool it's super cool uh <laughs> um but yeah which that goes really well into my next one unless you had anything else to say about Undertale. no go ahead yeah sans is just freaking iconic probably one of the most iconic boss fights in gaming history so um yeah that worked up so perfect i couldn't have laid this up easier if i tried but uh did you know that dance dance revolution has bosses no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and, I mean, you probably know that there's a life bar. Um, some yeah. people might not know that, but there's like an actual life bar. So you can actually die <laughs> playing DDR. Um, so there's a, there's a, a whole series of songs now that are designed to be like the boss songs. Um, and at least in the early games, they were always in like in red and it wouldn't tell you the, the BPM. They'd be like flashing different colors. Um, so they're known as boss songs. So like, I'll do that with my friends. Like we'll play a couple of warm up songs and we're like, Hey, you want to play a couple of boss songs? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Um, and I've even had people like casually that, you know, friends that didn't play DDR. They hear me say that they're like, wait, DDR has bosses. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, boss songs are just really hard songs. So the first boss song was uh, Max 300, 300 beats per minute. And um, I actually pretty, remember that one. Yeah, it was a classic. It came out a long time ago now. There, there's dozens of them now. Um, but that was the first one. That was the first 10. It was such a big deal. And uh, a 10 is not that hard for me these days. I can almost be that with my eyes closed metaphorically speaking i can't actually do that one with my eyes closed some people can uh some people can though yeah absolutely <laughs> um but when it first came out like it was so hard for me like i would black out when playing because like i wasn't physically fit enough to like do it so like i wouldn't get enough blood to my head so like my vision would just like black out um <laughs> until i got in better shape um but like i physically couldn't move fast enough to play that song and I remember the first time I beat it, I actually got in a fight with my dad. I was still in high school at the time and I was so angry. And so I went to the arcade just to, um, 
just to get out of the house, you know? And uh, so I went to the arcade, played some DDR, and I played Max 300, and I was just so mad that just out of pure power of will, I passed that song for the first time um, because, like, I was, like, just hitting super hard and intentionally, and I was moving as fast as I physically could. Um, and that was just such a win for me. I was like, yes, I've been trying to pass this for months. Ah, ah. <laughs> So, um, so then the, the next game came out with Max Unlimited, which was a remix of that, which was a harder version. And then they came out with the legend of Max. Um, and then they came out with Max period and each one got progressively harder. Max period was horrible because it has a lot of jumps. So there's a part where you just have to do double, 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 double. So you're jumping like for 10 arrows in a row. It's exhausting. And then the second half of that song goes 600 beats per minute. And you can barely read the arrows on screen. Um, and I can pass all of them now. I passed all of them a long time ago. But um, but the, 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 it's known as the Max Quartet. Oh. Um, so the Max Quartet, those four songs, like they were so iconic um, in, in my mind. And, and they're probably my favorite songs. Um Actually, my, my online alias is derived um, from those songs as well. Um, but like, you know, when you're just like hanging out and then sometimes you get little ditties in your head and you're like, do, 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 or whatever. 90% of the time when that happens, I start singing Max Unlimited or The Legend of Max in my head. And I'm just like, like, and I can't help it. Like, those are just always in my head because they're so iconic for me. Um, and, uh, oh, I got a couple fun stories about this. Uh, so the first time I ever went to an anime convention um there was let's see i found the ddr room there was a whole bunch of people playing ddr and uh i played i think i picked max 300 or one of those or whatever and then you know they're, they're two players so you're usually playing with like another random person and i picked max 300 and then this 16 year old girl next to me she's like you sure you want to play this this is a pretty hard song and i was just like please like you think i haven't played this game before like i know what i'm doing i just just randomly picked this i'm like yeah i know how to play the game like i was a little bit offended um uh -huh. <laughs> and um and she was pretty good too i was pretty impressed actually that she was able to pass it um but what was so cool so we there's probably like i don't know maybe almost a dozen of us that were just sitting there you know taking turns playing and then all the background players started singing the song in unison so there's like so while we're playing, there's like ten people going like there's no words to the song, it's just a rhythm, you know. But like everyone knew it because it was such an iconic song, you know. So that was super fun. And then another story that's similar to that is uh the the third song is called The Legend of Max. And uh I actually saw this one on YouTube, but it was very reminiscent to me, where it was the same kind of thing, but people were saying the legend of Max to the rhythm. The, the song doesn't do that. The song doesn't say right. the legend of Max, but they were just doing that to the song as this guy was playing. So they're all like, The legend of Max, the legend of Max, of Max, of Max, of Max, of Max. Like it was the funniest <laughs> thing. Um so so boss songs, you know, it's it's uh they're a lot of fun and like just as an overall thing too like there's so much culture and emotion that goes in with bosses you know mm -hmm. like i don't think ddr would it would be the same without those boss songs because it gives you a challenge for all the players to go after you know together and help each other to to beat the boss and then when you do you're almost part of like that special club of people who experience struggle. it yeah you know and that's not yeah. just for ddr that's for like any games you know so like Games would be very different if there were no bosses. Oh yeah, I like I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> the Legend of Max, 
Yeah. I could totally see that though. Everyone's singing the, the, the little rhythm and stuff. That's super fun, man. Good times. I didn't, yeah, see, I didn't know that they were considered boss songs. I don't, like I said, I only played a, a little bit. Well, I played a lot for, of one specific DDR game uh, years ago, but I don't think there were boss songs in that. But Max 300 was in it, um, but it yeah. didn't flash red, I don't think. Yeah, it was probably because it was a newer newer version, right? So in the game that that came out, like it was flashing red. Then they, uh, they don't show the BPM either. So you have to wait for the next version to come game to come out, and you're like, ah, oh, the BPM of this was this much. It just there's like flashing question marks or like stuff like that. Right. Um, right. Oh, and also, uh, usually the boss songs are not unlocked. You have to unlock them. So they've changed it now. But to unlock a boss song, you had to get a double A on the last song. And then it would let you play the boss song. But you had to play it at 1.5 speed in reverse. So the arrows would go from the top down to the bottom instead. And um, yeah, and then there's also no recover. So usually if you hit arrows, you can recover and bring your health back up but there's no recover on so when you miss an arrow like you can only miss so many arrows and you lose and you gotta play it backwards which makes it extra hard um and then in the newer games they give you a battery with four life um, pegs on it so in the newer games when you play on extra stage you can only miss four arrows and then you instantly die so oh, dang yeah that's so intense the, <laughs> that's hardcore <laughs> <is>. man <laughs> that's really really intense it's really hard to pass a song when it's the first time that you've played it and it's in reverse and you can only miss four arrows. <laughs> yeah, that's that's they make it incredibly difficult for you to have something to grind for. To yeah. play it over and over and over and over, get better and better. And yeah, I, mean, I, I really cool. I really liked that. And in the new games, there's alternative ways to unlock it. So like in the new games, if you play an extra stage, I think four or five times, mm -hmm. um, then it unlocks for you to play on free play. But on the old games, you had to pass it on extra stage <laughs> to unlock it. I yeah, think yeah, I could see, be on, on a lot of rhythm games now, there aren't a whole lot of... I guess bosses are more popular now in rhythm games because I'm thinking about uh, Friday Night Funkin'. Like, every single level is basically a battle, right? You're kind right. of fighting the, the person, but that's cool, man. Didn't realize that about DDR. Um, but actually, uh, speaking of music, um, the end scene, the credits after you beat this boss is freaking hilarious um ah uh, i i don't remember the name of the song though but you'll get it okay so the next uh super memorable boss fight for me is actually a new one because the boss is actually guiding you through the entire game the entire oh. time you're playing the boss is talking to you and guiding you and helping you make it through the game um, until the kind of towards the end, like it starts becoming more and more clear that the boss doesn't actually care about you. Like she's, she's using you. And, um, if you've played this game, you've probably figured out which boss I'm talking about, but it's Gladys. Or yep. Gladys <laughs> I was going to bring that Portal. one up next. <laughs> oh my gosh. She is, it's not even, it's not just the boss fight, right? But. The boss fight is is fun. I mean, it's different. I I didn't I didn't know how they would do a boss fight in Portal because it's a puzzle game, right? With the gun that moves things. Like I didn't I didn't think about how they would do it, but they did it excellently. It was very well done. Um, and then the song at the end just mm -hmm. kills me. It's so funny. That game in it, like just that game altogether is a masterpiece. Remember when you tried to kill me 10 twice? Ten out of ten. <laughs> exactly exactly uh, um uh it's called still alive and when you are dead i will be still alive 
So she's like making fun of you because you're going to die and she's not. So it's it's so funny. Anyways, I love that game. That boss fight is super memorable, uh, mostly just because of the boss themselves. Um, but uh, GLaDOS or Gladys, however you want to say it. Um, Portal. Yeah. I always call it GLaDOS because I figured it. it was like DOS, like the operating like, system. Yeah, MS-DOS. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But everyone I, you know, when I watch Gladys. videos, everyone says Gladys. Um, but I think it... I, Anyways, this coming from Lennar, so... <laughs> it's GLaDOS. I don't know if I trust you. It's, Gla it's GLaDOS, actually. <laughs> GLaDOS. That sounds like a Pokemon. Actually, it's you, oh GLaDOS. <laughs> Go, GLaDOS. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, so that, there's, there's uh, that from Portal, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna take one more. I know I just took yours. I got so. more in Portal, though. More in Portal? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't real I I only played Portal once, so I don't know about You haven't played Portal 2? Oh my no, gosh. I own it. It's sitting right there in my You library, need to play it, dude. Among my oh my god. Other games. So, okay, you're going to get spoilers. Sorry. That's your own fault. You have had plenty of time to play. It's an old it. game. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Um So the the boss fight in Portal 2, I thought was so cool. You uh you defeat GLaDOS by shooting a portal on the moon. Ooh. And then you put another portal on the ground and it sucks Gladys out and throws her into space out of out uh from the moon. Um, That's it's, clever. It's that super really cool. cool. Um but then also Wheatley. Oh my gosh, I love Wheatley. Top ten anime betrayals of all time. Uh so Wheatley, if you don't know him, he's a very charming British uh uh, personality core and just like the first one he's kind of like there every step of the way he's helping you escape and stuff like that uh and he's super nice so at one point you uh get you get glados out of the operating system and then wheatley gets put in there but then wheatley goes mad with power because he can control the entire thing so now wheatley becomes the bad guy and he starts trying to kill you and i was like so crushed i'm like wheatley no you're my best no! friend <laughs> um so the second half of the game you have to work with glados to try to overthrow Wheatley. Um, so now, now you are calling her GLaDOS. What the heck happened, Gl Will? GLaDOS. Went from GLaDOS to, to GLaDOS, and now it's GLaDOS. I am not consistent. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> People uh, knew that was supposed to be a joke. And now you GLaDOS, turned it into GLaDOS. a reality. GLaDOS. 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 Is it Thanos or Thanos? You know, whatever. Like in the it's, movie, they no, say both. It's Thanos. Thanos. It's the nose. <laughs> Ant-Man jumping up his thanus. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, uh, continue. You were saying Wheatley, he betrays you. Yeah. You're heartbroken. You need to go see a therapist. Yeah. So that's basically all I had to say. But yeah, no. I, I was surprised you didn't bring that up. I didn't realize you hadn't played the second one. It's no, so good. I you got to play it. See, the thing is, because I bought them both at the same time. It was like a pack. It was like 10 bucks for both of them together nice. um, on Steam. And so I bought them both. And uh, after beating the first one, I was like, I got to put this on the shelf and then come back to the second one later. Because I think the worst thing you can do is play the games back to back to back to back when you've got multiple games in like a series. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you're at the end of one game, I feel kind of burned out on the kind of game that it is, you know? And so yeah. going and doing something else and then coming back later just makes it fresh again. You know what I mean? Um I, I have the opposite. Like I, 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 I don't get burnt out on games like that. Like, I always want more out of games. Like, in fact, sometimes I play the game slower because I want it to last longer because I don't want it to be over. Um, yeah. But I like playing games back to back because that way you get the story all together because, like, I don't have a good memory. So otherwise, like, when I play the second one, I forget everything about the first one. So I'm like, wait, was that a reference? <laughs> I don't know. 
My phone just turned itself back on. I literally shut my phone off at the start of the podcast because it pew-pewed at me. If you can't hear my notification, it goes pew, 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 pew. Anyways, um, I shut it off, powered it off because it did that. And it just did it again. Nice. So it freaking turned itself on. And it's not GLaDOS the first time it's has done entered that, the which building. is weird. Yeah, Gladys. Gla- now, Gladys. Now it's going to send out some neurotoxin. MS Glados uh, has infected my phone. <laughs> also... Anyways, at the end of uh, Portal 2, there's a new song. It's a lot like Still Alive. It's yeah. sung by GLaDOS as well. And, uh, <laughs> oh, but, my gosh. Yeah. Well, don't spoil that one for me. Oh, it's so good. You got to listen to that song. I it's do so good. I want to play it. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it back to a game that you've never played. I'll keep it short. But this is an iconic series of games that everyone who calls themselves a gamer, except for Will, um, has Dang. played. And it's Mega Man. Okay. Mega Man is, it's, it's, it's a boss run game. It's full of bosses. That's what the whole point of the game is kill all the bosses, get their powers, and then go kill Wily um, or uh, 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 Frick. I always forget the name for Mega Man X's Sigma. Either Wily or Sigma, okay? Um, but anyways, when I think about bosses, there's a couple that come to mind in the Mega Man area. It's Cutman from the first one, and Iceman, those two from the first one are really like super iconic for me. Um, Cutman, because I always fought him first and he was always really hard. Um, I don't and I don't think he's the first one you're supposed to fight, uh, but he was the one I always thought was easiest, so I always played him. So Cutman, Iceman, and then um, this boss is so iconic, uh, but nobody really knows this boss's name, this next one. Okay, He's also in Mega Man 1. So, but as soon as I describe him, everyone, everyone who's played Mega Man knows this boss. He, he's a large cyclops that breaks into pieces and flies across the room. So if I just said blocks that fly across the room, you're like, oh my gosh, it's that freaking clay boss towards the end of the game because he's a pattern boss. He, he appears on one side, he shoots at you and you have to shoot him in the Mm. eye and then Oh, when I he's know done him. with his phase, he he turns he he his eye closes and then he flies across the screen one piece at a time. He's yellow, right? Yes. He's called there, the Yellow Devil. Okay. There's a level in Smash Bros. where he's there and he's in a hazard and he'll hit you and stuff. Yep. So That's, I know what you're talking so about. I understood iconic. that reference. <laughs> so iconic as a boss that even Will, who's never played any Mega Man <laughs> games, knows him. Um, but the Yellow Devil is probably out of all of the bosses. Um, he may not be the first that comes to mind, but he's the one that the mo- pretty much everyone knows other than like, you know, Cutman, Iceman, Gutsman, Flame Man, like from the first from the first game, right? So anyways, super iconic, the yellow mother friggin' devil. <laughs> super cool. Well, not cool. I learned That's the pattern. Cool After you learn the pattern, he's super easy because he is a pattern boss because his pieces always fly across in the same order. So you know when to jump and, and stuff like that and when not to. Um, but yeah. So you just need to get Steve from Minecraft there. He'll collect those blocks real quick. <laughs> just mine him up. Get a stack mine of all clay. Day. Nah, but yep. Uh, Yellow Devil hated him, but after I learned him, he's cake. Uh, very iconic boss. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Cool. <laughs> what do you have, Will? Uh, I think I'm I'm all out. Oh, you're all tapped. I got tons more. Well, not tons. Oh more, man, but I do have a you few. You play more games um, than me. <laughs> but no, these are ones that you should know. Okay, um, Mario sixty four. 
Okay. There are two <laughs> bosses that for me are iconic. And the first one is King Bobom. Oh yeah. Yes. In 64? Right? Yeah, from Mario 64, right? Because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the first boss from the first level. You run around behind him, and that's where it teaches you the mechanic of running behind something, right? Because you have to do that with Bowser too, which is the second boss I have on the list. But Mario 64, when I think about bosses, those are the only two bosses that come to mind for me. There are other bosses, but they're the only ones and they're iconic. So like, cause Mario 64 made such a splash when it came out, like the game itself was revolutionary, groundbreaking, you know, yeah. first of its kind to do that. It was in three dimensions, you know, and this pretty much open environment, the portraits, like Mario 64 is freaking awesome, right? I loved that game, but I played that first level so much, so much. Um, and King Bob-omb, Bob-omb, bob I learned how to say that from the Mario movie. Yeah, I don't remember how they say it. Is it bob -omb? Yeah, I think they probably do. To me, it sounded like they said bob -omb. But it might yeah, be Yeah, because his name is Bob Dash Bob -omb. O M B. Bob -omb. To me, it sounded like O M B. Bob. To me, it sounded in the movie. It sounded like he was saying bomb, but with a stutter. Bob. -omb. Bob. -omb. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that's probably how you say it. Bob. -omb, obviously, if they said it in the Mario movie, but the way it's spelled is Bob Omb. King. Bob oh, and by the way, I'm talking about the live action movie. Just to be clear, I know there's a new animated version. In the live action, there's a live action movie that. Movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, was King Bob Bob -omb, Bomb? In the live action movie? Not the king, just a regular bomb. A bomb. -bom He's like, it's a bomb. -bom. The, the boss, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I think the boss is pronounced the same yeah. as the regular ones. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that makes sense. That's how I want to say it is bomb, yeah. but -bom. like, the way it's spelled is B O B dash O M B. Bob. Yeah. Um. Bob bomb. Bob bomb. Bob Anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, King Bob bomb, and then Bowser. That 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 Bowser fight is another very iconic fight like because grabbing him by the tail and then spinning him you know in circles mm -hmm. grinding a callus into the palm of your hand you know from <laughs> yeah like you don't use your thumb right you gotta use your whole hand <laughs> just exactly yeah. can't just use your thumb you gotta go in circles um but yeah man so, so long those king bowser 64 are huge what was that so long king bowser yeah toodles no you, you know that meme nope don't know it it's uh so so he says so long King Bowser, but because of the audio compression, a lot of people think it sounds like so long gay Bowser. <laughs> so long gay Bowser. And it was yep. so controversial <laughs> that they've actually taken it out of the game. Oh, so gay Bowser. <laughs> so I don't know if it was on, on a remake or maybe the American version. I feel like on the rem I think it's the remakes. They took it out. Um, he, he just says something generic now, like bye-bye. That's so funny. Because yeah. I, I remember actually the sound so long, King Bowser. Like that sounds familiar, but I don't I don't remember the gay yeah. Bowser thing. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I have another another Mega Man uh boss that's iconic. His music is iconic. Uh it's Proto Man. It's like do 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 like his theme music for Mega Man players is just like Gives me chills. I love that music. It nice. came out in Mega Man 3. Uh, another uh, one of my favorites. It's um, so funny that music can do that. How it can just like yeah, create all man. these emotions. Just brings it back. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is like iconic boss fights are heavily tied to nostalgia. Mm -hmm. um, and a big part of nostalgia is music. You know, it's it's surprise. It's, 
interesting elements, things that are unique, but music is always a huge, yeah. huge part of it. The, There's that the first boss on Sonic 2, like, I love that music. Like, I've got a couple of remixes of it. <laughs> it's, they're so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and that's the thing is like the, the whole point of boss fights is supposed to be this um, culmination of buildup to things, mm -hmm. right? It's supposed to be uh, something that is difficult. It's a challenge for you. Um, and it, 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 it gives you that sense of accomplishment after beating it. Um, you know, like if video games didn't have boss fights, I don't think video games would be uh, anywhere yeah. near as popular as they are now. So, I mean, going back to the original Super Mario Bros, uh, you know, Bowser at the end of every world, um, or, you know, Donkey Kong at the top of the, you know, at the top of the thing, um, having that antagonist and then defeating the antagonist is it's essential. And some boss fights hit, you know, slap a little harder than other boss fights. But uh, these have been just a few of, of the ones that we really like. If you guys have any boss fights that we miss, if you're like, hey, how could you possibly miss this big, oh my gosh, boss fight, blah, blah, blah. Let us know. <laughs> just, you know, comment on the YouTube video or TikTok or whatever, wherever this is. Uh, it probably won't be on TikTok. Um, or shoot us an email at potionpoppers at gmail.com. Did you know that uh, the boss of Nintendo is Bowser? Yes. <laughs> he actually did. I did. <laughs> the, the that actual is so boss. interesting. Is he, no, he when, when I first heard that, that job, Bowser when I first heard that, owner. I thought, what a coincidence <laughs> that the CEO, his name is Bowser. What a coincidence. But in hindsight, I think that the Bowser, the character, was named after Bowser the guy. I would, because, that would make more sense. Yeah, I didn't think that way at first, but I think it is because in Japan, he's not known as Bowser. In Japan, he's just King Koopa. Really? So I think the U.S. version, they named it after him. So I don't think it's a coincidence, actually, after all. King Koopa. Oh, man. Now, so if we get cool. if we get Koopa, Mr. Koopa, to be the CEO, now that would be a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Potion Poppers Podcast. Leave a like, leave a review, uh, send us emails and, and yell at us and stuff, and we will ignore you. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, have a great time. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye. You have been listening to the Potion Poppers podcast. If you liked what you heard, then leave a review. And hey, if you want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and we'll catch you next time.